0: hey we are live
1: <laughs> what's up what's going on people what's going on it's dr Bo and corona back in the house uh, and for the first time for those of us joining us for the first time welcome for those who've been following us on our journey we appreciate you very very much for being with us uh my name's corona and i'm coming to you from new york city and my boy that great Dr. Bo Benko is in Superior, Colorado, between the two of us. We have over 51 years of experience in the health and fitness space, so we wanted to peel away the curtain to give you the listener a little behind-the-scenes look at what we, the conversation we are having. So with that being said, what up, Bo?
0: What up? Hopefully that wasn't too long to get us copyrighted. messed up my yeah. hair, though, with the head bobbing there. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm excited for this one. We've been we've been waiting for this one for a while. Uh and uh every time Corona and I speak, the topic of CrossFit gets brought up and uh things start happening. So here we go. Let's see what happens. Fireworks are about things
1: don't happen. Things don't happen, Bo. (laughs) The topic is for the day. Corona thinks. CrossFit sucks.
0: And it's right there on the screen. Yeah, it does not
1: totally, totally true. But it, but. Is. but it is. <laughs> but it is. Well, Bo, I'll let you start this off. This is your wheelhouse. This is what you would love doing. Let's go, my friend. Let's dance. Oh, and,
0: I, and I'm wearing I'm wearing the shirt that uh everyone in CrossFit you used used to this used to be the shirt you would get for a period of time if you took the level one certification in CrossFit and uh, we now joke. A lot of people joke. This is a the best thousand dollars shirt you'll find.
1: Yeah,
0: because <laughs> uh, it's a thousand dollars for that weekend in person certification. So we're going to get into the methodology, implementation, all these other chapters of this story. We got to try to unwind it. I'm going to talk about my introduction to it and, and history with it and, and feelings about it. So CrossFit uh, is a very can be a very controversial term. I think it's often poorly understood. I think it's often poorly implemented, which we're going to touch on. So I'm going to tell my story. I got my doctorate in physical therapy, 2008, working in a busy Manhattan clinic, 2010, a guy comes in who I'm still friends with, what up Martin, Uh, and a very successful guy, young guy, uh, speaks many languages, all this good stuff. And, uh, comes in like, Hey, when can I start deadlifting 400 pounds? Meanwhile, he's on crutches coming out of a hip surgery. I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, and he's, I do this thing called CrossFit. I think you'd like it. It's a little like fight club right now. This is 2010. So it was a lot different than what you use, what you see now. Um, at the time I was very close to where Corona is on the Upper East side of Manhattan on 61st and Lex where I was living. Um, and so the closest, CrossFit there at the time was called CrossFit Gotham, located on 50th and Lexington uh, in the basement of a church and only had classes at 5, 6, 7 a.m. And again, very Fight Club-esque. Uh, you had to kind of know the the knock, secret knock to get in. And you're paying money to this guy in a weird way. It was very like, ugh. It was very weird. Um, and yeah, we, if you were there for the 5 a.m., uh, which I kind of had to be most of the time because I had a normal job, uh, you know, at whatever, 8 a.m. or 730. Uh, so I'd have to go to the 5 a.m. and we would uh, it was in the it was in a basketball court. Um, and we would have to pull the equipment out of the garage and or out of the closet and and set it all up, whatever the workout was that day. So anyway, I got into it. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, the, the, that specific guy, Martin, wanted to uh, kind of bankroll a gym he loved this concept he saw the growth of it back then um he was an uh, you know he was a a, a, a pro- supporter of the whole concept basically um and so he wanted to to get me to open the gym as a physical therapist which was missing at the time you, you know we could see that like hey there's this really cool thing but if we have this extra academic and like protection model of physical therapy around it like people are going to last a lot longer in this thing so we saw that then um, and <laughs> yeah, long story short, uh, it, sort of. <laughs> uh, I got into it. Uh, I competed in it. I ended up uh, jumping into a few different things that got me to Dubai. And I opened a CrossFit gym in Dubai where I was from 2015, 20, 20, 000, 2015 to 2017. I did meet my lovely wife there. Um, that was about the only good thing that came out of that. No, not, I don't want to say it that badly, but yeah, didn't love the whole experience. But uh, I'm still involved with CrossFit um, to some extent here in Colorado. A few of the CrossFits locally um, that I'm hoping to, again, ele- elevate and kind of within the context of the conversation we're having today. Um, I was one of, there's less than 1% of all of the trainers who get this shirt, this $1,000 level one shirt, uh, less than 1%, which there's a lot of folks who have gone through this certification. Um, less than 1% have gone on to get the level three certification, which is something I did, uh, back before I went to Dubai in around 2014, I think. Uh, so at the time there was only like, I think there was less than a hundred folks who went and got that certification. Um, and again, we're going to talk about some of these, these concepts. So, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to cut it back to the fact that when I was in New York before I went to Dubai, um, and I I talked to this guy, Corona, we knew each other through this football (laughs) league. And he talked a lot of shit, a little trolling, if you will, about uh, this whole CrossFit concept. Oh, and I true. Said, well, well, why don't you come by and do a class with us? Um, and so uh, where, closer to where he was in CrossFit Upper East Side, I believe the name of the gym is CrossFit Metropolis, which, again, you had to go through like a weird mechanic space. You had to go through
1: a you had to go through a, a mechanic, actually a guy who yeah. repaired cars. And it was upstairs from that. All right, I'll mm-hmm. never forget that.
0: Mm-hmm. They eventually had to leave that space because of noise complaints with neighbors and a very common thing in New York City. Um, so anyway, he came by. He, instead of taking the class, he just he thought he would just stand there in the corner and be a creep and observe. Um, and <laughs> there was probably 20 folks in that class uh, approximately. And uh, I remember there were American kettlebell swings. So you do the swing all the way overhead. And I still very much remember, uh, you know, talking to him after, after he observed and and I was sweating from my workout. And he said, you know what, like, there was nine, basically 19 people in that class who did not have very good technique on the kettlebell 100%. swing. Uh, <laughs> he's like, you were the exception, my friend. And uh, that's kind of the problem with with that he sees with CrossFit. Um, and I'm not going to say there's 100 percent of Awesome technique, perfect technique everywhere. But we're going to d- dive into that. Uh, I mean, I'll throw it back to you and, and ask. Well, like, well,
1: let's 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 give a little background. Listen, I'm an ex athlete from college. Um, I'm an ex lacrosse player. I've done all these lifts. Um, I'm not against the lifts themselves. Let's just be very, very clear about this. Um, those lifts are very, very functional. Great lifts to have for power and strength. The issue I have with it is is the implementation, which we will get to at some point in time, and also the people um, who are teaching it. Um, these are complex lifts and you see a lot of people in the age of 40, you know, 40 and up and that are desk people who aren't being assessed to go in there. So my, my main complaint about CrossFit isn't really that, that CrossFit sucks. Um, but the way it's implemented on a daily basis that I have seen in more than one place, um, it's not really well implemented and the people teaching it aren't doing assessments, which is something we will get into it at a point in time within this podcast. But let's just be clear about this for all the people I want to troll and all that stuff. Look, I'm not trolling CrossFit. I'm just talking about how CrossFit is implemented and how they go about it. This is not a bash CrossFit type of deal. Um, Even (laughs) though so much
0: more fun that way,
1: it is more fun that way. But I want to make sure because I want people to get something out of it. I'm not a fan of CrossFit itself. Am I a fan of those lifts? That's a different conversation. But I am a fan of I'm a fan of the lifts and what they can produce. Back at so, you, brothers.
0: So let's let's put ourselves in a little glass box. Forget everything else we just said. If I came to you and, and sat face to face, one on one in this little square box that we're in, I'm in a glass case of emotion. No, uh, anchor man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so it's you and I in this box, and I say to you, hey, I have this great idea for a group fitness class. And the basic way we're gonna structure the programming is to focus on the three different ways that the body can work is one cardio we're gonna do some cardio stuff running rowing burpees whatever uh number two we're gonna have an element of lifting things lifting okay. kettlebells lifting barbells lifting uh things that way and then the third part is gymnastics or, or you're controlling your own body in space so that's doing front levers rings uh all these different things so if i said to you that is a fundamental way i want to structure Uh, a, a, a group fitness kind of class. And I'm going to have one person in front of 20 people and we're going to build on these three things and we're going to mix them up. And, and, and like, what what, is that something on the face of it? Again, not, we're not looking at what CrossFit is. We're in in this box of emotions, Um, (laughs) class case of emotions. What, what, what do you say to that basic concept?
1: I think the concept as a widget or something that that's out there, I think it's a good concept. I'm going to go back to, to what we've been talking about for five episodes. I'm going to go back to individualization of each of each individual person. We're not the same. So it depends on I will go back to what I said off of inception. It goes back to the instructor and it goes back to the movements that we're making. So do those movements fit what your narrative is or what your body needs? That's where I'm at. Go ahead back to you, sir
0: you kind of left our glass box. I don't appreciate that. Um, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll
1: slip back <laughs> in. My fault, my fault, my fault, my fault, but I, I no. but I'll stay in within the glass box. The three movements is fine. I just want the individualization, you know about this with me. So this is like a big thing with me. This is like right. my big hangup.
0: Right. So the other part of, of the definition of CrossFit is, is it's, it's a general physical preparedness program. So that's why it became very popular with military law enforcement, yeah. firefighters, things like that. So uh, again, as, as, a, as a definition, right? And this is where I, I, I would say I saw I saw it for what it could be, not necessarily what it was in your face. I saw it for yeah. for how I could, you know structure it for myself. One other aspect I didn't say is I competed in the sport. And I wanted to really pursue that, and I did get to go to three regional competitions, uh, which then would lead to the CrossFit Games, which is kind of the Olympics of CrossFit or the World Championships or however you want to think of it. So uh, there's a sports side, and then there's this general physical preparedness side. Uh, so coming back to it, and then and then how does that all correlate back to uh, this this group fitness thing, right? So we're in we're in our glass bubble, and so the definition here again, if you look at uh, let, let's say again, how do we define fitness? So I'm going to throw that at you is, is how do you define? It's the fitness? same
1: thing you just brought up.
0: I think it's the same thing with those three basic movements. That's what we're going to want
1: in every fitness program. Anyways, you know, you want to be able to, you want to be able to push, you want to be able to pull, you want to be able to squat. You want to be able to hinge. Well, and those are all things that CrossFit is actually giving you.
0: Right. hundred percent. But that's the question is, is now how do you, with your clients, let's say as a personal trainer. Uh, how do you put that picture together? And and, and if somebody says, uh, let's say again, uh, wh- uh, who do we have recently? Tiffany, the RD that you interviewed. Uh, let's say she comes to you uh, tomorrow and says, hey, it's January whatever, 2021. I'm going to give you a year to make me fitter. Okay. How or, or help me understand your way of making her fitter. Within, like, well, within a within a context of, of a definition, if you can.
1: Well, I'm going to listen. It's very, very simple. This is all very simple. So you're going to come and see me. You're going to give me X number of time. I'm going to make an assessment from where you're starting at. I'm going to find out what your deficiencies are. I'm going to find out what injuries you've had in your past. And we're going to find out what you do daily. All those things are vitally important to making the program come forward. When it's all really said and done, that program will grow as you grow. And as your body changes, I will have to make changes within my structure of what I'm dealing with you for you to actually go to the next level as you keep moving on and on and on and on. Now, with that being said, there's an individual, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. There's an individualization about this whole thing that we're dealing with. And I'm looking at people as, as what they do for a living. You know, as well as I do that, I know a lot of people that are 40 years of age who've gotten into CrossFit who sit at a desk all day, who are rounded, internally rotated, and can't actually bring their arm above their head appropriately. I know I'm getting out of your box. I know you're getting frustrated with me. Answer the question.
0: Answer the question. Answer the question. You're going way too – we're going to get political. We're going to get Fox News or whatever the hell on this. Okay. Is how – she comes to you tomorrow, and you do your assessment. How are we looking – if you're going to do an Instagram post or whatever, how are you going to show that she's gotten fitter over the course of a year?
1: Oh, I can do that. You can do that. by. What are we going to do? Are we doing body comps? Are we I doing- don't care.
0: I'm asking you. I'm asking you. How do you do that? And how does that definition look? Because this is this is the whole point is CrossFit has a definition of fitness. And this is where I will defend CrossFit. And this is where, again, we're talking about it from a methodological standpoint of how it should well, be. you got
1: to get stronger. You have to get stronger in that program. Eventually, you have to get stronger. But how do, wait, how do you measure list. strength? How do you measure strength? So that could be what you're picking up. You got to be stronger cardiovascularly. You got to be able to recover better. Those are all different forms of us getting into shape. Um, everything that CrossFit offers from a method lot, from a methodology from the methodology that they're offering is a hundred percent dead
0: on. Hundred percent okay. dead on. That I I, 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 would, I would even challenge you there. It's not hundred percent. Nothing's a hundred percent. Um, I would say there's flaws 90, in that methodology.
1: Ninety percent in the concept of what they're trying to do. The one sure. thing I do, yes. the one thing I do love about CrossFit is that CrossFit isn't linear in the sense of what they're actually trying to do. They're trying to make you become an athlete, which is they believe everybody's an athlete, which I think is vitally, vitally important when you go into um, working out. Yeah, I know you got the V. You look great. You're on. No, behavior. no, no. I'm talking
0: about the what the shirt says. That's, That's the, the definition nice, nice of functional, functional movement. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, but, but, and the other definition is work capacity over broad time and modal domain. So my point to you yeah. about like Tiffany is if she comes in tomorrow and again, a lot of CrossFits will do some assessment. And this is the way, again, they kind of skirt or they talk about doing their own assessment is there's something called like, uh, I forgot if the baseline, I think is what we called it. So you would do 500 meter row, 40 air squats, 30 sit-ups, 20 push-ups and 10 burpees or pull-ups, uh, depending on that's what I've seen. That's like a classic. Whatever. So, however long it takes you to do that work, right? It's an assessment. It's it's kind of covering a bunch of different things, right? Five different modalities. So, mm-hmm. if if uh, it takes her ten minutes to do that tomorrow, the point of again CrossFit and whatever your program is, and now we can get into like whose program is better—is an individualized sure. program going to get her more results? This is where the 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 rubber meets the road, so to speak. So, a year from now, if it took her ten minutes tomorrow. And she has 12 months to train, let's say, for that event, um, almost like a sport or Olympics, right? And then she's able to do it in five minutes with she's at, CrossFit. She's in better shape, yeah. Right. And, and again, by definition, right, theoretically, she might be in better shape. Uh, there's a lot of other ways we can look at that and, and caveats. But if she does it in five minutes with CrossFit and she does it in 5.30, you know, five minutes and 30 seconds with the Corona program, is CrossFit a better program than the Corona program? Or do we need to look at this with a hundred other data points? Probably. Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're dead. And listen, both you're, you're, you're dead on. You're dead on with what you're saying. Um, it, It's such an interesting, go ahead. I'm going to let you go ahead because,
0: because I'm going to go off into oh, some never, right, never that's long. okay. That's okay. So that I appreciate that. We both have that awareness of <laughs> our hand. Yeah, kind of, so we yeah. have our intro, right? We have how I kind of found it. We have our Corona kind of sees it. Um. You know, we, we talked about the methodology, how, how we can define it some different ways. Let's talk about the implementation. That's the next chapter of this whole thing is, uh, and this is where the rubber meets the road a little bit, because it's not yeah. just about, is the program great? Is it not? I would say, you know, the analogy or the way I think of CrossFit is, is it is a sport. Like you're saying, we, CrossFit treats everyone kind of like an athlete. So as people are getting more involved in this sport, and maybe they're not getting the perfect coaching... And the perfect scaling, which again is something that is very much pushed, but not always implemented properly. In terms of if the workout is, let's there's a famous workout in CrossFit called Murph, uh, which is usually performed every Memorial Day as a tribute. If yeah. anyone's seen the movie, uh, what was the movie? The Last Surviv- the Lone Survivor with Mark Wahlberg. It's about the guy who sacrificed. Spoiler alert for the movie. Uh, he was the one who sacrificed and made sure to radio. In and get the reception so that his guys can get saved. Um, and so that workout, and this is another part of CrossFit that we can talk about, the community, the the, the all the other fun aspects of that. But uh, bottom line is that workout to honor Murph, uh, Lieutenant Michael Murphy, is run one mile, do 100 pull-ups, do 200 push-ups, do 300 air squats, and then run another mile. So for most people, that's a lot. <laughs> for even if you're a pretty good athlete, uh, it's a pretty good workout. Uh, it's 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 done once a year. It's also supposed to be done with a 20 pound weight vest. Uh, this is something that Lieutenant Michael Murphy would do, I believe. You know, once a week, kind of thing, just to keep him moving and feel like he's preparing for this high level uh, military demands. That that again, when we talk about personalization, uh, not everyone is going to be needing to have that high of a level of capacity. Uh, in that. But when we come back to it, that's a decent workout to push your overall fitness, right? We could we could certainly Absolutely. say, and it's, it's, it can also be considered a good measure of your fitness in a very unique kind of domain, time domain, and, and just a high volume of work. So if you do well on that, and again, you can look at how well you do on that every few years, or every year as it's performed every Memorial Day. If you're getting better on that, that's another way to some people do their turkey trot and, and maybe they they look at that. Some people do marathons and look at that. Now we have, you know, these these popular things, Peloton F 45s, whatever. Uh, the, the deficiencies there to some extent are that they don't like so a Peloton obviously is you know, now there's Peloton tread and and now there's some body weight stuff and different versions. Where again, I'll give them a little credit. They're trying to mix things up a little and and realize that they, you know, part of that's probably more capitalism than just being like, oh, these guys aren't as healthy as they should be. Um, Whereas we look at it and say, hey, like if you're just doing, you know, high intensity uh, cycling, uh, you're you're missing out on a lot of other elements of your fitness um, and your health and your long-term health and your joint health. So anyway, the implementation, I'll, I'll let you kind of go into how do we feel about CrossFit compared to... F45s, Barry's boot camp, Pelotons, all these other things. I'll let you kind of, you know, throw it back to you. Well, I don't I'm... like
1: any of them and you know it. I don't <laughs> like, any, that, let's just be honest about it. I don't like any any group class um, where, they, where the people aren't instructed appropriately. And usually nine times out of 10, the instructors aren't going to every single person to help them. I think the attempt is made at CrossFit. I think they do make the attempt. I just think some of the people aren't qualified to make these movements themselves. And if you can't assess, um, you know, I didn't see I can't remember back when, but I've gone to some CrossFit places where I've never seen the assessment even fly. The F 45s and all those other classes, I have the same, it's the same complaint, bro. It's the same complaint. Um, we are trying to keep people safe. You start making movement in a in a compensated positioning, we'll say, or a compensated movement pattern, you're gonna create a problem. The mother of all injuries is compensation. So my issue is is that some people aren't ready to do. <laughs> I would say the aren't. mother of all
0: injuries is is uh, poor load management. But.
1: Poor load management, but but that but we can look at poor load management, and that that's also another issue going on. You got you got people competing that that don't know how to do the movement. They're just trying to snatch up and do a lot of stuff during the CrossFit class. We're not talking about. But let me let's be clear. I want to say this, we're not talking about Dr. Bo. I've seen Dr. Bo do it. He does it very, very well. I have another friend of mine named Eric Salvador, who's another great CrossFit guy. Um, they do that well. I'm not against them doing this. What I am against is that the people coming out that are 40 years of age, been sitting at a desk all day, damn, all damn life, the shoulder doesn't ro- mo- um, move appropriately, and they're trying to do snatches, and they're not being taught, and they're getting injured. Now, Dr. Bo, you are a physical therapist, so let me throw this into your lap the average injury rate in CrossFit is, has it made your business better, you know, in, in terms of the amount of injuries that people get within CrossFit?
0: Yeah, so I, I would throw it back to you to say, what's the average injury rate of all sport participation and all class participation? And and so, you, again, the statistic that I'll throw back at you is, is it's about 20%. This is documented. Uh, there's different studies. Again, there's a lot of Fluff we we have an episode coming up about research and the problems with the research yes, but, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean look, for sure, I think anyone any running for by the way, I am just going to throw this out there, running which is oh, one 100%,
1: most, 100%. Running has the
0: highest injury rate in the world. 100 Of almost any activity, uh and that has to do to me with the load management more yes. than anything else. And and there's poor technique that that gets often overlooked cuz people think of running, oh, I just need to get out there. It doesn't matter if my hips are doing things and my Correct. foot's doing things. Anyway, um, I, I, don't know the question being, you know, I don't know if I, I want to answer your question, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to say like, what's the relevance of that question let, is, is, let me, let me back up. It has injuries. So does Peloton. So does Soul Cycle, So does everything else.
1: Let me back up. Cause this is something we did in the pre-show meetings where I've been very ambiguous people. So I apologize to you because Dr. Bo trying to pin me down to where I want to do. What I'm really getting at is that what I've seen from my experiences, I cannot talk about all CrossFitters, but it's places that I have seen. I've seen some very, very, very poor, poor movement patterns. People taught poorly and been getting injured. Um, I've gotten a lot of people in my practice from crossFit because of injuries. So um, is that is that due to CrossFit? Is that due to the client? It's probably a combination of both. Right. Um, it's probably the movement patterns within within CrossFit and and by the way, I think crossFit itself, is a brand. Yes. So, so that's something that people don't understand. I didn't know that fully, but CrossFit's a brand. It's not what.
0: It's not, it's not a, it's an affiliate model. It's not a franchise. Correct. All correct. they're doing, Thank all you're you. doing when you use the name CrossFit is you're paying the, the headquarters, whatever it is, it used to be $3,000 a year to use the, the name. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's it. And, and again, theoretically you're applying some of those principles, but at the same time, you you can have many other people not using the name doing the same thing, worse, better, however you want to look at it. Um, there's a lot of offshoots from this methodology. There's a lot of offshoots from from the whole thing that um, you know we can we can think about and talk about. And again, the the the, the uh, growth of Orange Theories and F45s probably came from the popularity of CrossFit. People trying it, saying, "Oh, like I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to get bulky," and or I don't want to take the time to learn complex barbell movements. So I'm going to do F45, which is a high intensity interval training type program, which is based on, again, a lot of the principles that got CrossFit, it's growth. So it's very interesting from a sociological, historical perspective. Well, all
1: those group classes, all those group classes we're talking about, CrossFit's probably been the best at it, hands down. That's Um, a victory right here. Victory. (laughs) They've been the best at it. But it's a community vibe. It's actually a very, very community vibe. We both played sports in life. So, you know, if you got your name put on the board, um, biggest guy who lifts benches the most or whatever, that was always something driving force when we were younger. I'm assuming that you had it. I had it when I was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have that. The the That community is such a strong community, and they believe in what they do so much that they're kind of rigid in their in the process. I think you've opened up some, I've even kind of moved off of my, I hate CrossFit so much because the more and more you kind of actually see it and someone's doing it appropriately, you can see the tremendous benefits that you can get from it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, Oh, I hate this. Listen, I hate bar. I don't like bar. I don't like orange theory. Um, and for, for the same reasons and for the same reasons and, it's a community. This is, those are those, those, those sources of fitness are all community based. Um, and, and all those community based things push each other, push people and bring people together, which I think is a good thing, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, the one, the one big thing I'll add into that whole part that I think was missing in this conversation is CrossFit should, and again, I don't see it all the time. And I see it actually, even in the gym I'm at currently. Uh, and I kind of try to call people out on this is, is, Full range of motion. Yes. To me, yes. Joint health is very simply about being able to go into a full dip, and yeah. you know, go and express your body's ability to go into a full range of motion. This comes back to individualization and assessment, and all these aspects where I 100% agree with you on that, and it does not always get implemented, unfortunately. But the full range of motion emphasis, even hand release push-ups, right? People talk about push-ups on the internet. Uh, and I'll, I'm not going to pick on the army, but you know, in the army, 90 degree push-ups are what kind of standard is, uh, versus, you know, I think you should do a hand release push-up, where your chest is on the ground, you release your hands off the ground, and then you push all the way back up full range of motion. Same thing with a pull up, fully hanging at the bottom, chin over the bar and or chest to bar, uh, as much of an expression of your joints as possible. That is what is going to help us avoid arthritis by being strong and controlled through a full range of motion. So those are are the
1: myths. Those are the myths we've been learning. I mean, we've learned all these myths. We've heard them all, more tension on the muscle, keep the muscle under lock. You know, all these things that we've heard throughout the years that, that we are now learning as we're getting older, joint health and full health has to deal with full range of motion also. It's not just, oh, I can throw up this amount of way I aesthetically look. I know a lot of people that are aesthetically look phenomenal who have no joint health and who are broken down by the age of 50. So, yeah. I mean, and,
0: and I mean, to that point, quite important. to that point, I'll give, uh, so Greg Glassman, whose name we haven't brought up, he's the founder of CrossFit. Given that credit, he no longer is actually with the organization that is CrossFit because of some, uh, insensitive tweets that he threw out there and that got him kind of kicked out of the whole organization that he founded. He was able to sell it for a pretty penny. I don't think anyone feels too bad for him, but, uh, one of the quotes that I really, uh, and again, you can go back and see all the videos of him talking and, and from a scientific standpoint, aside from the. Cultural insensitivity. If we can put the two aside, uh, the the one of the best points that you just kind of uh, led me to is uh, that he I will attribute to him is uh, if you chase aesthetics, you rarely can hold on to it, and it takes Correct. a lot of work. If you chase fitness, and by that definition of fitness that we're talking about of uh, work capacity, broad time modal domains, if you chase fitness, often the aesthetics will come, right? Yeah, and and then yeah. again within the community piece, and this is where again it becomes a huge part of this whole thing where I'm going to say CrossFit has done, uh, innumerable progress at, for the fitness industry to push, uh, nutrition, sleep, recovery, breathing, like stretching, mobility, all these things that have emerged from this growth of, of this, whatever you want to call it, movement or, or brand. Um, and so again, I think there's a lot to be said that is positive. That is, uh, and I think we said this on one of our pre-calls is, is I think, and, and I don't think you'd disagree with me is uh, CrossFit as, as a concept has done more to push and, and evolve the fitness industry uh, more than any other thing that I can think of uh, going back to maybe, um, at, uh, no, uh, what's his name? Shoot. I, he's uh, Jack LaLanne. Sorry. Jack LaLanne would probably be the last person who, and maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, you know, but with, with his Bible of, of uh, encyclopedia of training and, and his uh, pumping iron movie. Uh, so I think those those two kind of things historically would be some of the biggest pushes. The Atlas machines uh, that that push kind of the 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 movement of uh, what we know in most modern gyms, uh, Planet Fitnesses, and things like that. Um, and then I think CrossFit, you know, again, should get a lot of credit for for moving so- that industry again somewhat negatively, maybe group fitness classes. We can so certainly again, yeah. So ahead. let me
1: ask you a question because I mean, I mean, I I have issue with with poor movement structure, period. Sure. But my my here's here's a question for you. I never asked you in a pre when our, our pre meetings. Do you think that the assessment piece mm-hmm. to get into CrossFit that people would be would show up and they would be so far behind the ball in a sense that they would have to do like remedial work that that would take away from the popularity of CrossFit? in terms of that's why people get accelerated forward in these things or, or do you think that doesn't have any real um, motivating factor or any factor whatsoever in people joining CrossFit or not joining FOP? Because if you had to go through the beginning process of let's say um, five months of actually doing movement appropriately, just with a bar or with a wooden dowel, um, would that hurt the growth of CrossFit in the sense of what it is today? Because, I haven't seen, and I haven't been involved enough with it, I haven't seen those evaluations that we're talking about. But I've seen guys that I know that I've gotten for rehab um, that had no business being in CrossFit because they were full, like whatever, fully internally, you know, upper cross syndrome, decreased lower dose, all those fun things. Right. And they were in a CrossFit doing snatches and all, the, all these other things and their shoulder hurts. Um, do you think that assessment piece takes away from CrossFit? would it take away from, from what CrossFit is?
0: Yes. Um, (laughs) I think that, so, so my analogy here that I'm going to go to real quick is the education system, school system, public school system is do, there should be minimum requirements for a student. Let's, let's go to high school, uh, for for a high school student to be, be able to enter ninth grade, uh, and, and, you know, you should have certain marks that you can pass, right. In every aspect, you might still have things you need to work on. Uh, but does that mean you should not go to high school if you are really bad at math and you just struggle with math or, or whatever the thing is? Sure. If you are a troubled student and you're, you're failing across the board and maybe you shouldn't, you need, you do need to go back to junior high school, um, and, and finish out that. And that's, there are these levels of concepts that you should be able to, to, uh, pass uh we just shared a video uh between ourselves earlier today of a girl trying out crossfit and she thought she'd be able to jump in and just (laughs) do class and and again like that the where she went to 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 enjoy and and build and try crossfit as a, a famous youtuber um they said hey there's nine foundational movements that we have that's what the traditional assessment is for a personal trainer and this is the thing with crossfit where it also gets a lot of Uh, it's an interesting divergence and I'd love to hear your take, not to ignore this question, but uh, the level one thing that the shirt kind of got me right is thousand dollars. Anyone can do it. There's no prerequisite. As soon as you finish, there's a test again. And as soon as you pass that test, you can open a CrossFit gym and start training people and training that methodology. You can have zero experience with anything else. Uh, There's absolutely no requirements. Uh, That's where the theoretical agreement within the CrossFit space is you probably have a little bit more experience. You should do more things. However, I don't know if you know of any other personal training certifications coming from the personal training world that require an in-person weekend, then that's whatever, 16 hours of whatever. That level one also requires that you participate in the movements because there's workouts that happen and there's movements that happen and you have to kind of show that you can uh, sh- be somewhat proficient in that. Uh, and then there is a test at the end of that, that you have to pass. I believe it was a 50 question test um, based on the teachings to make sure you were paying attention over those 16 hours. So I think there's something interesting there where again, I, like we said, I think CrossFit has a certain le- bar that it has within the fitness space. Uh, despite the fact that it gets uh, pooped on, trolled on um for for not having enough whatever uh and again but, that's a but, whole I'm going to let me
1: stop you there let me stop you there well if we're going to bring into the personal training space this is real real simple it's very very simple there's a lot of dudes out there that got certifications that have no business training
0: from personal training and from personal training i don't and, care and what but certification probably in crossfit
1: yeah you you know as well as i do i know people that got 10 certifications couldn't train themselves out of a wet that's right wet bro paper bag <laughs> um there's it, you ha- there's more to it than just being book smart. There's yes. more to this than just being book smart. You have to understand how your body, can you make, can you hinge? How can you, there's, there's, there's certain things that go into this that I think are so overlooked. And I could talk about how angry I am at the, at the personal training space for them, not doing their jobs also. Um, and some guys that are partial CrossFitters that, that do CrossFit and they do personal training and they kind of got their own little, their own little thing. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I think, I think whenever we get into assessment and we ever start talking about stuff, you're we're, we're not talking about sexy. We're not talking about what's really exciting. Why well, I, I just did the wad for the day. It was, I killed it. I killed it. I did 28 round, whatever it is. Um, you go through that and that's, that's that environment. You got people cheering you on. And I think that's a wonderful aspect of CrossFit. But the people who are facilitating this and the people in personal training, F 45s, Group Fitness, whatever you might be, a lot of these people don't they want to give a good class, period. They're not worried about you making movement. You got a good sweat. Let's go. And I think I think we've we're, we're dealing with our with our health, man. The people facilitating this stuff that are teaching you how to do these movements need to do them, need to be able to, for, to tell you how to make these movements right and tell you and cue you on how to
0: get better. And I don't see that happening. So both all that areas. said,
1: yeah, in both both areas,
0: for sure. So all that said, since we're talking about CrossFit today, what would it take for Corona, David Corona, to recommend a CrossFit? Let's say you have a friend in Florida and my, in Orlando, whatever. Uh, and they're like, hey, I'm thinking of starting this CrossFit thing. Uh, there's like seven gyms that I Googled in the area, all kind of equidistant from me uh, Corona, what should I look for? Uh, and this is what we want our listeners to take away here. Uh, I have my thoughts on this, but, but I would love to hear, uh, I would, I would go back to our second
1: episode of personal training. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I would go to our second episode of personal training where we discussed that you should go check out a couple clubs, um, check a lot of these places to go out and to see what place is going to look at you as an individual and put you in the best position to succeed at that CrossFit level. If the and I will still go into this, I'm not I'm not affiliated enough to tell you you say there's nine movement screens. I see a lot of people not doing that and maybe
0: it's the gyms that they're in. But Just, I, for me, I mean I'll, I'll I'll tell you what that is real quick. The nine movements are literally looking at nine movements of air squat, overhead squat, front squat. And can you do that with a PVC or barbell and we're going to move you along however again theoretically well you progress. Uh, we can point out certain things, you know, cues, things like that. So there's the squat pattern. There's strict press, push, press, push jerk. Mm -hmm. And then there's the deadlift sumo deadlift high pull and the clean, usually done with a medicine ball to show dissociation between your hips and arms and things like that. So those are the nine foundational movements, uh, just real quick. And, and, uh, that CrossFit sells or so to speak, or, or so stop right there.
1: Do you think that's complete? I didn't know. I didn't say it's complete. That's no, why no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm just asking you. Do you think that? So so, if you if you were going to make a change into that, being the person. That hold you on, are, hold on. So so hold on.
0: Well, hold, hold, hold on. So, is it complete? Overall, no. Is it enough of a precursor? And again, if you have a thousand people coming off the street, and we need a way to screen them. Right, and this is a big global thing. So that's the other part too that we're talking about here is this this overall good versus perfection, and that was kind of I think that was kind of your question of would it slow down the growth and the expansion yeah. and the concept if we had people again you you threw out like you know they needed to do five months of whatever pre training yeah. and depending on on training age and things like that and wherever people are um, some people again I just had a client here who the CrossFit gym sent to me, said, hey, she has a shoulder injury. I want you to assess her and tell us if she can, if she should or should not jump in the class. I did an assessment. I did a very thorough assessment, uh, you know, patting myself on the back. But uh, my result of all that was to say, hey, I think you should hold off and let's address this for the next three months and commit to me. And that's because it's a tendon rehab protocol and in that time we can get you moving better that's not what i would do for everyone she actually moves pretty well and has good body awareness but because she has this injury history that she dealt with for over a year with failed physical therapy we can sure. talk about that another point but anyway my but that's that's, Episode that's a rarity three. yeah <laughs> shout it out uh, that's a rarity that uh, a crossfit is going to trust me and then they're going to lose 3 months of revenue from that one person in the hopes that this person's going to come back after 3 months be stronger be more resilient. And these are all definitions and terms that we could throw in there. And then she's maybe going to last much longer where somebody with that shoulder injury could jump into class, could get into that community could also uh, at the same time, be dealing with the shoulder injury with some of the things, but it might slow down how that shoulder's healing. I'm, I'm saying let's, let's make this bulletproof by not doing anything else for three months or, you know, and, and, and so anyway, without going too far down that rabbit hole, which it's its own rabbit hole, Coming back wait, to wait a minute. To That's you. the first
1: wait, wait, let, let me stop you there because I, I find this so interesting. That's the first time I've ever heard that. That a club goes out and bypasses their revenue and sends it to somebody as qualified as yourself, my friend. And they come in and you do the the work on them to get them healthy so that they can actually go into class and be successful.
0: You know you know as
1: well as I do, well, we don't hear these it's stories not the first. It's
0: not the first... I'm going to challenge you there because it's not first the first time... time- I've, I've heard of it. No, no, I've it's not it. because because that was literally the way... And maybe it was because she was a very educated consumer, but the video we were talking about earlier today where the, the famous YouTube girl whose name I actually forgot I should look up, but she literally had the same issue. And I remember very clearly she said, they took me through these nine foundational movements that I just mentioned. She yes. could not perform them efficiently enough that they felt comfortable she should be doing snatches and things like that and she continued learning she was traveling a lot too there was a lot of other stuff there but but she is another example and now like a relative i'm not going to say a famous example but but now you know so it's not the first time you've heard it's the first time maybe you've heard in a way that's stuck with you i'm going to challenge you on your your words and your thinking there but (laughs) but she but, but but she very much is somebody who Uh, the exact same kind of situation. Now they, they still had revenue coming in. So maybe, maybe it's not the exact same situation because they were like, Hey, you need to do private training with us. We're not necessarily going to send you to a physical therapist because she didn't necessarily have, uh, injuries that she was dealing with. She was recovering poorly. That's another part of her whole thing, but, but she did not move well enough. And then they gave her workouts she could do because they didn't think she was good enough with the barbell and the snatch and things like that. So coming back to it, it's not the first time you've ever heard it. Uh, no, you- <laughs> it's not the
1: first time I've heard it, but but I I will I will be listen this is this whole podcast every time every week I learn something new. Um I just I in in my time here in New York I haven't I haven't heard that from any CrossFit box. Um I haven't heard anything like that. Period. Um and that is now I've heard it before if that's what we're going to discuss Bo. But I haven't heard it come out of anything I've seen here in front of
0: me. Yeah. So, so coming back to it to your question, I I feel like I didn't really dodge it, but I went around it a little bit. But coming back to it, if there's those nine foundational movements, and like this YouTube chick, uh, she I I think it's a if you can show competence with those nine foundational movements, that tells me you probably will do okay. Uh, and now again, there's that injury rate, whatever you want to call it, twenty percent of doing a sport, and if there should be an additional offer of hey we have a physical therapist that can do a further assessment if you want to we're not going to require it per se but if you want to that's up to the consumer and this is where the growth and the 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 you know push pull of it all is hey there should be some screening and this is where you can say like this becomes a political thing almost and and this is where crossfit is very libertarian uh, almost without you know going down the the political rabbit hole but it becomes is it up to the the crossfit gym uh to to say like unless you do these certain things unless you're vaccinated unless you know not to open that whole can of worms but unless you you know unless you can prove xyz we're not going to let you work with us is it also up to the is it up to them to say here's the avenues we can get you again just like the high school is it up to the high school I went to Brooklyn Tech High School. It's a specialized high school. You have to take a test to get in. Uh, is it, is it uh, with our friend, Erin Cl- Grace Clark, who was uh, our, like, our guest a few episodes ago? Um, but is it up to Brooklyn Tech to get the students ready to be at Brooklyn Tech? And, and the same thing for Syracuse University that you're wearing now. Is it up to Syracuse University to get people ready to be in Syracuse? Or is Syracuse just, hey, we're providing this great education, right? And it's up to you to meet our standards for getting here uh and so yeah there, it, it's a give and take it's an interesting
1: it, it, it's an interesting analogy i don't think it fits really really well but <laughs> but i will but, I, but I, I i don't because I, I will say this to you
0: well who's um, it up to then who well that but that's that, that's kind of the, the my interpretation of the question is you said uh what 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 was what well, that that's the way i took the question when, when is you're, in, be when you're in, well, so when you're in college
1: and you have a strength coach in college. It's the coach's responsibility to make sure you don't get injured. And then you get stronger, you get better, you get faster, you do this. Our responsibility after we get past the college ranks and all that stuff, your job is to actually research things as much as you would research for a house, a car, or whatever. So you find the right thing to get into. The problem that most people have is they don't know who they're dealing with and they don't know the criteria to base on those people so that they know if they know what they're talking about. So, so you who I've known for many, many years, and I would definitely take my life and lay it in your hands and say this is what my issue is. That, that that's how much respect I have for. You. I would say to here, you here you go with this. But there's other people I would look at and say, not a chance. But they're but they're but they're certified and they're and they're the ones making. It. So let's get back to your analogy of the school. There's yeah. a level that you have to enter that school, you won't get accepted into those schools. Right. Now, if you're coming off the street. And you're a business, and you're trying to grow your business. It is in your best interest to make sure that the client comes first. And it's hard coming from that perspective to say, listen, man, if you do this over and over again, you're going to get hurt. So we got to start you here so that you don't get hurt. And there, therefore, you can have a seamless transition. You might get hurt down the road, but off of inception, let's work on these areas first so that you don't get an injury. I think it's in the club's and the, the owner's
0: best interest to make sure that the client doesn't get hurt. So I'll I mean, push back. I'll, I'll I'll keep going with that whole thing and kind of say, so My the term that's coming up for me as you're talking is risk mitigation, right? The risk of injury is the issue that we're, we're kind of diving into. Sort
1: of, sort of. But wait, wait, if, if, if you don't, I'll go back to the internally rotated shoulder. Somebody has an internally rotated shoulder. He sits at a desk all day. He's going to go on that. He walks into his first class. The guy lets him go ahead. He does a snatch. You know damn well that if he's like that, he's not going to be able to 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 control his shoulder and all the other stuff that comes with that. Right. Um,
0: and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, almost every CrossFit gym when they see somebody with a barbell overhead and they're in this really bad position, they're unable yeah. to accomplish that. Even like hundred percent. And there's and there's movement standards where again CrossFit I would say is much higher. Oh my light light lamp just went off. Uh, nice. CrossFit stand has movement standards that are far and away above most other fitness things as an example uh when i was in new york city working with crossfit nyc one of the largest crossfits in the world whatever uh they had a relationship with the uh it was the decathlon of uh, i forget i actually i have a shirt from it somewhere uh they brought us in to judge because it was it was all the big banks and and uh morgan stanley's and uh uh what are some of the other uh, credit suisse and credit all these Swiss, big banks Bank all, of America. Anyway, but, Yeah, so they would basically, I think it was the RBC, Decathlon, anyway, but they would send these big guys and they would have this huge uh, competition, physical competition, and it was a decathlon, it was 10 different events. So previously they had personal trainers from Equinox, because that was considered like the cool niche, like high level brand, but people would come in and they would bet on uh, if people could accomplish certain things. And previous years, you'd have guys coming in and doing dips and doing 77 dips with partial range of motion. And then they would win like a million dollars for, you know, whatever charity. And again, it all went to charity, whatever. But anyway, the point is this was 2012, I want to say, and they brought in us as CrossFit guys who understood movement better than most Equinox trainers. And again, we're not here to shit on Equinox and things like that. But the point being that we have these movement standards. So coming all the way back to your point about somebody overhead squatting is if somebody there, there, there's a certain risk mitigation that I'm going to say CrossFit does a very good job of. And again, could it be more of a filtration system? Possibly. Same thing as like driver's licenses, right? That, I think this is a good analogy, actually, is in order to maintain a driver's license, uh, and, and this is something we see with older folks who start having vision problems, how often do they have to uh, renew their driver's license? What do you have to actually prove as proficiency to drive a car, which is a, it's life or death? You know, uh, and, and as you get and as you get older folks who don't who have vision deficiencies, who have, uh, you know, start having mental uh, de- declines, you know, it's it's impossible to catch all of these issues. So that's that's what the real interesting thing here is, again, back to like libertarianism, political, like how much should the government get involved in in COVID's vaccines, all these other things. We're not going to go there. But in terms of bringing it back to, to CrossFit, to your question, that's what I'm taking out of it is, is is again, when somebody's struggling with a, an overhead squat which is a, a big struggle for a lot of people who are internally rotated and and have poor yeah. shoulder mobility. CrossFit does a pretty good job. Even 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 at the worst CrossFit gym that I've seen, they do a pretty good job of saying, "Hey, instead of doing that with a barbell and struggling and doing 100 bad reps where you might you're driving with your emergency brake on at 100 miles an hour and that's going to lead to problems, they do a pretty good job of risk mitigation. And, you know, some people slip through the cracks for sure. Uh, But I still think, again, it's far and away uh, doing a lot more good than bad. It still could use work. But how much can we say, hey, like everybody should be doing what? Just like a driver's license is like, how do we get all the bad drivers off the road? You know, Uh, you're not going to do that. But but
1: but I go back to what to where I what I think about all that. Listen, if you want to go take a class, whatever class it might be. And if you understand the basic concepts of movement and how to move a bar, how to press something, how to curl something, how to roll something, if you know how to do those things, you go into the class, you're going to get full benefit of those classes. hundred hundred hundred, percent. The problem is, is I think people just jump into class. And I think they do this in all forms of fitness. This isn't just CrossFit. This is all sorts of fitness where people just like, oh, I'm just going to go run a marathon. Like there's going to be training in that dog. Like you got to go through a lot of stuff to get there. But we... I think that people should get a one-on-one session to understand how they do stuff before they go into group settings so that they have a real good proficiency going in. I don't understand. You asked the question. The question that you asked me that I've been kind of like walking around in circles is what would it take for me to, to refer somebody to a CrossFit gym? And I would have to know the CrossFit gym. And I would have to know who's actually going through that or give you go to episode two where you have some recommendations where you have five that we have a criteria of five things that actually will give you a better idea of where to start. And if you're not that comfortable in that space and you're doing something that's highly written, listen, these movements are technical as hell. I don't care what anybody says to you. Those movements are technical as hell and, and, if for you to not have the proficiency in doing those movements, the chance for injury goes up. Yes, it is mitigation of injury. Yes, it is about you have to go to work on Monday <laughs> for most of these people. Um, and we really need I – I, I personally would prefer a one-on-one before you walk into any class setting so that you can understand and get proficiency out of it, especially CrossFit, because I think the lifts are extremely technical, and I don't think people really, really um, realize how technical those movements are.
0: So to, to kind of put a knot in that for me or a pin in that, or, or I don't know what the analogy is at this Not point, Not whatever uh, <laughs> you want to do, buddy, whatever you so, want to do. So again, like it, it the, 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 interesting thing about group fitness is, and, and, and this is something we haven't really touched on is the, the financial aspect of this is let's say hundred yeah, uh, percent on average monthly yeah. membership to a CrossFit gym for unlimited classes. Uh, nationwide. And again, if you go to a smaller market, it might be $150. If you go to a bigger market, it might be $250. So let's average it out and call it $200 a month. All right. The one I'm currently with, I I believe it's $170 a month. Um, So within that context, compared to average personal training rates, let's then, and you give me an average nationwide, uh, personal 125,
1: rate. say 125, 100 bucks.
0: I think that's pretty high, but but sure, okay, okay. That. No, where do you want to go? 75? Would, let's, call, let's call it a 100 bucks, let's call okay, it a 100, 100 bucks. bucks to make the math easier. Um, I because th- I think nationwide, I think in New York City, you have people charging 300 bucks, you have people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You have the group box is like
1: 240 to even right, join, dude. It's crazy, right? right. With like so, a billion dollars down,
0: anyway. <laughs> um, but the point is, from a financial perspective, because what you're getting if you go in four times a week, three times a week, even let's make it easy. So you're getting 12 semi-private group training sessions where again, uh, a lot of these gyms, a lot of these CrossFit classes do not fill up to 20 people, right? You might have 10 people in a class. So now you're getting one to 10 attention. And when you're talking about these complex lifts, you're getting your reps. And so you, you, at the very beginning, I'm going to, I'm going to make this a little bit debate and try to prove and win. the, The thing is you said like a snatch, the clean and jerk these complex lifts proper kettlebell swing are beneficial and you think they're good correct yeah, those clarify. movements are beneficial yes
1: yes they are they can they can be beneficial that's if done it.
0: appropriately that's it. if they done appropriately sure sure so but that's but, but back to my point is is how does somebody learn that if they can't afford a hundred dollars a session, and maybe it takes five sessions. And if, if again, the, the ideal kind of CrossFit or whatever the reality of CrossFit is, is if, you're, if, if every month you're making your way and maybe you don't put more than an empty barbell up and there's training bars and there's PVCs and there's different things where, again, any relatively competent coach who took this level one thing should, and again, it doesn't always happen, but to add this in to your mix of, Uh, vocabulary and and ability to learn, just like, again, back to the education concept is, is it beneficial to go and hear Shakespeare and things that you might not always get in the curriculum directly? Is it beneficial to to diversify what you're learning and what you're exposed to and different poetry and different historians and different uh, aspects of culture and things like that? I think at the end of the day, it's a very good model uh and it, but with the caveats that we're talking about those five uh rules from our previous episode is yeah there's a way to progress it but there still needs to be some exposure and if that coach sounds like they know what they're talking about to some extent and i think there is just even you know we're trying to provide a a consumer's guide to some extent yeah. uh so i do think assessment's important but for some people it is it is as simple as like i'm going to look at these nine moves and where your deficiencies, overhead squats in there. So if you can't perform an overhead squat, you're probably not doing a snatch yet um, because you, can, you can't hold that bar overhead. And pardon my aunt's sure. staying there. You're making me nervous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but bottom line for me to, to wrap that whole thought process up is I still think there's a lot of benefit from a cost perspective, from a uh, exposure, from again, a true chasing of big fitness uh, is if you can learn how to do that, if you have a coach there who should be there and then it, it's about you as a client. Again, this is where we come back to what we were talking about a little bit. Who's the, who's the responsibility on that coach. And again, I hear the coaches all the time saying, and, and it's one of the things is like the ego is the thing that gets in the way. And again, the better gyms are better at managing those egos and saying, Hey, if you're not feeling great, you know, you didn't get a great night's sleep. Like I see, I, and again, that's that relationship of, I say, Hey Corona, you look a little tired today. Like everything. Okay. Have that quick 30 second conversation. Like, yeah, I'm a little beat up. Cool. Instead of doing, you know, 225 pound deadlifts and handstand pushups, um, I'm going to ask you to like, here's how I want you to change that workout. And, that, and, and that's, sh- that's expected to me in almost every CrossFit I've been to. Um, y- y- I mean, there's better and there's worse. There's gonna be ones that don't. But like again, if we think about all the negatives and like, oh, I've seen. No, people no, it's not about not the negatives.
1: I, I, I just, I just want to push back on one point you made, and that's the. I, listen, I understand cost. I get cost, but your body, your body, the cost of you getting injured, to me is greater than the than the than the than the cost of me not learning of me going to some spot and not getting my best my best. Whatever. They learn how to do the movements the best. Well, what's body. the
0: cost of not? That's where we come back to the community, the whole methodology of what's the cost of not participating in a fitness program? And what's what's riskier at this point? Again, let's 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 again, let's I'm, I appreciate where this is going and, and I appreciate what you're saying. <laughs> so for me, it comes back to um, what's what's going to save you more money is it going and what's riskier at this point so let's 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 forget everything let's pick on f45 is would if somebody said that that question to you i'm in orlando I'm, i don't know why i'm picking orlando i have a friend i was just talking to from orlando but i'm in orlando should i and and you can only answer a or b should i go do crossfit or f45 based on this person being a pre- previous athlete you don't know anything about the the the, the specific crossfits because all the crossfits could be different there's no standardization f45 is pretty standardized as to what they teach and and how they implement their business. So, CrossFit or f forty five. What should I do? I'm a pretty good athlete. Like, I want to get fit. Uh, what's my best risk mitigation? Or, or, or where's where's my best time take a walk. Spent? <laughs> um, listen, I I I understand what you're saying.
1: Um, if you're an athlete, former athlete, and you you understand movement, probably the best workout you're going to get, and probably what you're going to be most Safe, I would assume, would be the CrossFit over the F forty five. I said, all like, you can say
0: is A or B. That's you, you don't I'll like say instructions, it. Cuban man.
1: No, 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 no me gusta. Um, <laughs> um, so I will say I'll, I'll go with CrossFit. I'll go with CrossFit in the, in that scenario. And you know damn well, but but I but I will I will curse out bar workouts for the directions that they give in bar. I just think that everywhere we go, listen, I I, I will I will I will concede something. and i and i cannot believe i'm going to say this crossfit gets a bad rap okay i'm not in full agreement of all that stuff but crossfit that's it (laughs) I I i was waiting for more but yeah crossfit crossfit gets a bad rap and and if you're really if you're in the right space you can get tremendous benefit from crossfit that will will help you with your life, 100%, 100%, 100%. Um, I'm not a big – and I've said it over and over again. I used to do group fitness. I used to teach it. Um, I'm not a big group fitness person because I want everybody to do things right. And it's hard to get that when you're in a class of 25 to have one instructor try to get everybody to do it right. Um, My thing is the technical lifts that we're dealing with in CrossFit, but I will give CrossFit its due, 100% I'll give it their due. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I will give it their due. Victory, my
0: friends, victory. I'm going to wrap it up here because I think we could go for many more hours diving into He just cities. wants
1: to leave with the victory people. That's all he wants.
0: V so <laughs> for victory. This is this is something very different in Britain, if anyone's familiar. But V for victory. Um, all seriousness, I want to wrap it up by saying, what, what can be our takeaway? I, as a doctor of physical therapy who has studied movement, I still go in and I try to continue to build my work capacity and I get a really good push from this tool. And there's many different tools. I have a really nice garage gym that has, is pretty fully equipped that I use to train other people uh, one-on-one. So anyone who wants to train in the Colorado area, come on by. We'll get Superior. you a really good workout. Superior. Um, but my point is, like, I still get a really good workout. I still believe in this model. I do obviously understand movement better than most. Uh, I have all these certifications and things like that. Uh, I'm a doctor in physical therapy, so. But at the end of the day, I still go in and I do the class and I modify things. At this point, I'm. I just turned 38 a month ago. Um, I'm still. I'm modifying things the way I feel I need to. Uh, There was a workout yesterday I jumped into that was. Uh, what was it? It was uh, 15 wall balls, which you take a medicine ball, you throw it up on the wall uh, with 30 pounds, which was pretty freaking heavy. Um, usually that's 20 pounds, but it was meant to be a little bit of a tougher workout. 15 of those, then you do 10 inverted barbell rows. So it's basically a push up, except you're pulling your body in a plank position. Uh, then there's deficit push ups. So you're doing a push with your chest all the way to the ground, but with plates also underneath your hands. So you're going in, even into a deeper range of motion. And then it was a 48 inch burpee and you have to get over that 48 inch uh target box whatever Those so you have to jump it. and and again it's, it's it, you're getting into these like obstacle course races you did that five rounds and you have four minutes to complete that work in each round and so if you do in three minutes you get one minute of rest so there you know again we can play with the aerobic and all that stuff so it's one of the hardest workouts i've done in a while I didn't modify it at all. I still have enough of a fitness base that I felt I could do everything with a full range of motion, things like that. So, uh, I'm just giving that example to say, to wrap it up a little bit here. And, and my closing thought is there's definitely a place for it. I personally believe in it. Again, I have now a training age within CrossFit since 2010, uh, when I got this shirt. Um, and then I, I I played college football. I've, I've been involved with Athletics to some extent, pretty much my whole life. So there's a lot there that needs to, you know, be investigated. And that doesn't mean CrossFit is. I, I still do believe CrossFit works for everyone, and everyone can benefit from the concept of CrossFit. Every single CrossFit gym is not created equally. Uh, there are sh- just terrible ones out there that I would give one star ratings to. Um, I've walked into many. I've been to hundreds around the world over the years. Uh, many of which are probably closed now. I have a t-shirt collection. In my closet here, of, of probably well over a hundred different CrossFit uh, shirts uh, from different gyms. So uh, you know, it, it, it's an interesting business model. There's a lot to be said there. I just want to wrap it up by saying, again, it's it's. I appreciate that you conceded that it gets a bad rap. There's a lot that can be said. At the end of the day, I have a definition of fitness. The way I work with people one-on-one, totally separate from CrossFit, is I want to assess your fitness and that might include some aspects of CrossFit and, and how many burpees can you do in seven minutes to a six inch target, which is a, uh, not fun test. Uh, is that a great fun. measure of fitness? Maybe, uh, it's, it's a measure of fitness and we can reproduce that and we can look at that on a scientific basis and we can argue the merits of it compared to 12 minutes of running on a track. And how far can you cover in that? Or 12 minutes of rowing on a concept Two rower, which requires some skill uh, all these different ways to look at fitness. I think there's merit there. I love that we had this conversation. I hope that a lot comes out of this in terms of people listening, challenging us saying, Hey, I didn't like that. You said that, uh, let me challenge you there. Throw those questions at us guys. I'm going to wrap it up there. I'll let you have your closing thoughts.
1: I'm just going to say, I really just, I'm going to really wrap it up, but I I just want to be very, very clear about something, You you know, you, you, you kind of go into things and you see things and you kind of, and I've learned this, I think Dr. Bowe's really helped me a lot in this area that you kind of, I, I see a lot of stuff and then I generalize it to what it is. When you actually look at CrossFit as a whole and what it's actually the methodology of it, um, it's very sound. Um, I will say that it's very, very solid. I may not like how it's implemented by certain people and certain folks, and I may not like how it, how it's being done or how people have this or that with it. None of that really matters. But when you're looking at just the construct of what it is, um, have an open mind to it because it it does get, um, it does get a bad rap. It's bastardized a bit. And I think we really, really have to look at, it. we have to thank, um, as a fitness professional, we have to thank CrossFit for bringing other other eyes into the fitness field and get people in there that would have never been in there without it. So, with that being said, yes, I do think <laughs> CrossFit sucks a little less a little, but um, but I think as as consumers, I still think you need to go to episode two of ours of us where you're trying to pick somebody to help you get from point A to point B. And I think it's vitally important. And I will say it till the day I die, guys. Individualization is very, very important. Find out what works for you and make sure that when you're doing these movements that they are, that you know what you're doing and that you're proficient in them. But CrossFit sucks a little less for me. But do me a favor. If you like it, don't forget to subscribe, like, share. Just saying
0: comment all that good stuff leave a rating review wherever you happen to catch this leaving a rating makes
1: it easier for people to find us
0: that's right all right uh i appreciate again that back and forth and again i hope you guys got something out of it if you were listening uh we'll wrap it up there i think there's a lot i'm 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 starting to like i'm trying i'm trying to push all these thoughts away that are springing up and i want to go down the rabbit hole but we got over an hour uh again if you guys made it this far we really appreciate you listening And uh, I don't know if we should chop this into two episodes, but we did chop it up as Corona likes to say. We'll chop it up uh, into
1: two. We'll chop it up (laughs) into two, but that hour's a lot. Yeah, thanks for thanks for listening, guys. Peace, victory.